Welcome to Using Your Teacher Voice, Episode 9. Today I want to talk about a uh, planning process that our district has been going through that uh, um, now that we've kind of bought into it and we've been into it for a while, I believe that we're starting to see some pretty good dividends from it. Um, your district, your school may have something similar to this, maybe a different name, you know, maybe a different, slightly different process. Um, but I believe that um, while this isn't quite perfect, uh, I believe that some of the elements that in that are in this are starting to really pay off. So um, our district has been investing a lot of time over the past couple, three years into creating these new curriculum maps. And the goal was to create these, uh, this repository, if you will, this workbook, if you will, um, that has the standards that are necessary for that course, and then a set of resources that go with it. Okay, be it um, in English, for instance, it's anchor text. These are texts that would be, you know, valuable, to, useful to use in this, in these, uh, in these areas. Uh, we have common summative assessments to be done at the end of each unit. Um, and then, of course, all the standards and then, um, you know, the kind of a pacing guide, if you will. Um, one of the things that I think really was good in that process was that we started by taking those standards and then prioritizing them. So when they took the standards and they put them into the different units, this unit, you know, these standards go in this unit, these standards go in this unit, then we started prioritizing them. These are the most important ones. These are our priority standards. And then there may have been a set that's like, okay, these aren't our priority ones. These are ones that, you know, were priorities, so we're just reinforcing them. Uh, or maybe they were ones that are coming up, so we just want to start introducing them, or we just kind of want to, you know, kind of chipping away at the edges a little bit, building up that background, if you will, to get ready to do that next standard. And then um, we took those standards, and then we broke them down. We unpacked them into their essential skills. So, for instance... In English, we have uh, RN uh, 4.1, and this is evaluating arguments, um, evaluating arguments. And so one of the skills that we broke it down into was that we could analyze an author's use of rhetoric to promote a position or an idea. So what we then take, and these become learning targets. These little essential skills within the target as a, or the standard as a whole become our learning targets. And then we take those targets and we line them up within a unit to say, okay, this is the most logical way to approach this concept, these ideas. We put them in order, um, and then we kind of schedule them out so that we have like this pacing guide per unit to reach an end, right? So, like, as we are trying to figure out how to analyze arguments, one of those steps is analyzing the rhetoric that is used to promote that position. Now, the nice thing from there, then, is that we took the learning target and we created what we're calling success criteria. Uh, this is how you would know a student was getting it. So, for instance, if you take our, you know, our learning target analyzing the rhetoric an author uses to promote a position. So then we would look at that and say, okay, uh, what would success look like? Well, success would look like the first that the student identified the argument and identified the uh, rhetorical device that was used. So we start with those two pieces. But then could the student explain how that rhetorical device 
made the reader more likely to buy into the argument uh, that that it it became uh, it, you know they were appeal it, it was appealing to them it was something they could understand um, or that was something that became more persuasive. So we have this process now. Here's what we need to do. This is a, a way that we think scaffolds it up, schedules it through to make it accessible to the students. And then when they get done, this is what it would look like so we know that they're getting it. And then finally, we create a daily learning check so that we could take a look at what we worked on and then say, okay, are the students getting it? Here is a quick easy uh, assessment that allows us to quickly identify, quickly measure progress. I think that when this process first came to us, um, there, was a, there was some hesitation. There was some hesitation. Obviously, those of us who have been in education long enough, you know that things come and things go, right? And this was obviously a multi-year process. And, you know, it, it's hard to buy into something that you know uh, is going to take quite a bit of time to really get to a place where it's usable and then um, it go away. And not knowing that it's going to be there three years, five years down the road when you're ready to really fully implement it and utilize the work that you've done. So I think that, you know, that obviously was a, a initial barrier. I think another barrier, too, was this concept that, like, okay... So here's this thing I have to do every day, you know. We have to prioritize this thing, whatever that standard is, whatever that skill is. You know, here's a learning check, and you're going to do this learning check. You know, that it kind of felt like, uh, I believe some people thought that it felt like it was really starting to fill up, that our schedule is getting fuller and fuller and more and more. And that obviously is a concern, you know, especially in areas that are tested, um, you know, standardized testing from the state and the federal levels, you know, it is difficult to constantly be balancing the, the things you want to do versus the things you got to do. And, you know, I, again, I think this is a valid point. I don't think it's a crucial game killer necessarily, but it is a point to be addressed. The fact that, you know, the more you create these processes and these systems, um, you know, you take away some of the teacher autonomy, right? Like, it's not something that you're wanting to do. You're not getting that academic freedom in the classroom. That at some point, there's so many things that you have to do in this order using these resources. Basically, you're just plugging and playing a teacher into a room, right? Like, here's what you do and go. And, and I think that's a valid concern. But when we, the English, our, our schools bought into the process, our English department has really jumped on board. Uh, my co-teacher and I, we have really been focusing on this process and really trying to push this forward. Um, I believe that my co-teacher and I are really starting to see a lot of dividends from this process. I think first off, this idea, this daily learning check, we are getting so much data that we can use right then. We get these, you know, we do this daily learning check. At the end of the block, we know who is and who isn't getting it. And we can quickly and easily start to differentiate. Okay, we need to go back and review this some more. We need to, you know, we need to uh, drill into this a little bit more. They're not quite getting it. Hey, here's a group that is getting it and here's a group that's not. And so we could start to really, you know, do a lot of that assessment of where we're at. Um, 
we're kind of at the point now where we're, you know, we do that assessment on day one, you know, we do the learning, we do the practice, we do the assessment at the end of the first day. <clears throat> on the next day, you know, maybe we do some review and then we do another assessment and then we can pull in the next skill and then we have like, you know, our new daily learning check, which is the next skill. So now we're getting two, three data points on something. <clears throat> so I really think that this has been beneficial in that respect. Um, I think it's also really good because the the success criteria show the students this is what you really need to do. You know, before they would get like, they could get a grade on something, but they don't really know where that grade came from. Or maybe they don't really know how they were, how they came to it. Like they were good in this area, but not necessarily in this area. And so, you know, by breaking it down and saying these are the essential elements of the process and these are the things that you have to do to show success <coughs> it gives the students uh, a lot of clarity it gives them a roadmap, if you will um, to be successful and then for us the teacher it becomes so much quicker to grade these things um, you know I again I, w- I was at first a little like well here we go we're gonna have this this new thing to grade every day this is gonna get really overwhelming really quickly right but the two things that we've seen is first off that success criteria makes it easier to grade because you're looking for very specific things right we've detailed that in advance we've worked with the students this is what this is what you need to do this is how you need to do it and this is what we are specifically looking for uh it really you know it it makes the grading go by a lot quicker but also too because you have this set thing in place to grade you don't necessarily then have to have all these other bigger things to be working on um, in the middle of class. And so you end up with this big, one big, large thing to grade. You start to get two or three uh, very small, very directed, very specific, uh, quick checks, if you will, these little quick formatives. I think that's been very beneficial for us. You know, in the end, I think looking at the process, um, it really makes sense. Now, again, I don't know if the whole process is is perfect yet. I know we have a ways to go with that. But, you know, this idea of specifically saying, here's what I need to specifically work on, not these generalized, broad statements of, you know, analyzing arguments. Well, we can break it down and look at specific pieces. And then from there, then, we can say this is the... Um, this is how we really know they're getting it. And, you know, again, I think that we did that before, you know, you had this test, but the test was so broad and measured so many different things. And it was, you know, kind of separate from what you were learning, right? You learned these things over two or three or four days, and then you took a test. But here we're, we're learning a thing and we're assessing, we're learning a thing and assessing, and then we're reassessing and then we're reassessing. And then we're learning a new thing and then assessing and then we start building all those pieces together. So the process breaks it down into something that's more manageable. It makes the students more accountable and it helps us track them along the way more so that we can really start to see, um, you know, where we need to invest more time and some more attention. Um, So anyway, I I think that, you know, obviously, you know, as a process, it's working. Uh, Is there room for improvement? Yes. Um, But, you know, this idea of this kind of how do you plan the work and how do you make the work more reflective? I think that's really beneficial for us. Um, I'd love to hear what you're using. If something else is working for you, maybe an idea that we can incorporate into ours or something you can steal from us. Uh, But until then, keep using your teacher voice.